Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. We are coming to you live from outside on my porch. Can you hear those crickets? Can, can you, you hear, can them? hear them? Can you hear the fucking guy, my, my neighbor, weed eating across the fucking way? Because he, that cocksucker is at 7.20 on a Friday. What a fucking loser. Anyhow, uh, we are coming to you live from my back porch. Travis and I, just, he's laughing. We've been drinking for a good at nine hours. We, we, we had a golf tournament today, Travis and I did. And uh, we've been drinking since 10 o'clock. Travis, congratulations to him. Close on a house today. Bought a house today. He bought a house today. Yippee. So Travis been moving back down to far- the Farmington area. So now our podcast, we can probably honestly get together on the week on on the weekdays or whenever. And yeah, I think we can. when we get together, our, that 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 that's when our best podcasts happen. Yeah, that'll be good, especially because we have our first three time guest. Well, he was our all- first two time guest. Now he's our even first three time guest too. Ethan Short, everybody. Ethan Short is back. What's Woo. up, everybody? <laughs> so Good he is to be back. Here. Yes, yes. So we are hanging at my house and we're just chilling. And we had an AFC East preview for you last week. Now we're gonna have an AFC North preview for you before we do a big ass UFC episode for one of the biggest cards I've ever heard in my life next week. But anyway, with that being said, let's go ahead and play our ad. And then play the clip, and then we will fucking roll right into the first and ten. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. First and 10 from the 45 yard line. All right, we're rolling right into the first and ten with our AFC North 
Um, should be a little different this year. Uh, a lot of teams on the up and up and some teams on the down and out. Um, so we're going to kind of do the same thing like we did last week with the AFC East. Um, you know, we're going to kind of run through the each team, how they did in the offseason, sleeper, breakout, bust, and MVP of each team, and then they're over-under on what Vegas has them projected as. So um, we're going to start with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like they had a pretty solid draft. Do you guys think so as well? It wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't. I definitely love the Devin Bush. The, the Devin, Devin Bush. <laughs> I'm trying. Like Travis said, it is 7.30 on Friday on a Friday night. We've been drinking since, 9, 8, since 10, 10 a.m. I, but I like the Devin Bush pick. I yeah. really do. And honestly, Travis is going to flame me for this. I know Benny Snell can't run fast, but I do like that. Oh, pick. I like Benny Snell. I was about to say the exact same thing. I I like the Devin Bush pick one, like first of all. But uh, Benny Snell was Kentucky's team last year, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I know they had some other pieces, but uh, Benny Snell is a good pickup for them because you never know how James Conner is going to pan out. So yeah. you never know. I mean, you can never have too much running back depth. I mean, everyone always is always skeptical about drafting running backs, but I feel like Benny Snell is that guy that can just kind of. I don't know. He's a big body. He can kind of do it all. So, but they did lose Le'Veon Bell, Antonio. Brown. But did, time out, time out, time out there. Did they really lose Le'Veon Bell? He didn't fucking play last year. Okay, but when he was on their team, they were good. They lost Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Morgan Burnett, and John Bostic. Bostic, Bostic however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, they acquired Mark Barron, Dante Moncrief, and Stephen Nelson, cornerback from I believe the Chiefs, who is trash. Um, either way. Uh, the, my thoughts on their offseason, um, I think that they – I'd say they easily got worse. Yep, they lost 100%. One of, they lost one of the two top 100%. offensive weapons in the league, and I don't think it's a shock to anyone to assume that they got worse. 100%. 100%. Ethan. That, no, I mean, you said it the best way that you possibly <laughs> could. Have. They, got, they got worse to the point that there's a chance, and I'm not saying that they're going to be, but there's a chance they might be the worst team in the division. Ooh. Chance. I like it. We'll see. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that they are, but Bengals. I'm saying that there is a chance. You never know how the season's going to unfold. You never know. These one these games could come down to a touchdown, a field goal that may not go their way. It turns them from a six-win team to a four-win team. And I'm not All saying right. that they're only going to win six games. Like but they're it. only going to win six 100%, games. 100%, yeah. The AFC North <laughs> is always tough, but they easily got worse. I do like I do like the Mark Barron acquisition. I think that's that, that's a good one. Moncrief is also a wide receiver that is looked down upon. He's a big-body guy. Um but with that being said, I, I won't I won't lead to, lead too much into it because since, since we do have a guest, we have more kind of yeah. thoughts on it. We're gonna, we're gonna do move right into our sleeper. So we all thought they got worse, but we're gonna move right into our sleeper breakout bus and MVP. So the sleeper of the Pittsburgh Steelers will go Travis, Ethan, me, Travis. Who was the sleeper of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, I picked. I mean, there really wasn't too many because there wasn't a lot of opportunity on the team, but I went ahead and picked a rookie, Benny Snell. Uh, we all saw what he did at Kentucky. Um, he, Like Ethan said earlier, he was pretty much the heart and soul of their team. Even though he is behind Jalen Samuels right now in the depth chart, I think that he hops into that number two spot um, with you know injuries Jaylen, Jaylen. and everything else. Um, he's more he's just a more dominant running back than Jalen Samuels, and he's listed Where's on the depth from? chart as a tight end too. So I do not know where Jalen Samuels is from. I feel like he's he's an SEC guy. I don't know. 
But anyway, he's he had he's but Jalen or Benny Snell had 16 touchdowns on 1500 yards uh, and five yards per carry last year. So he was obviously the heart and soul of that Kentucky team, and he's going to be a force to be reckoned with behind that offensive line if he yep. gets a chance. 100 percent, great so. fucking pick, Trev. I mean, you know, when you talk definitions of sleepers, that's exactly yeah. exactly my thought process. I went a little bit of a different route for uh, the sleeper and that it's somebody who is produced in his career, but I think that when you think of the term sleeper for this team, he fits that category, and that is Dante Moncrief. The reason that I picked sleeper for him is because they have to have somebody to compliment Juju. Juju cannot be the only wide receiver on this offense, especially because Big Ben's getting older. I know he arguably came off one of his best seasons of his career. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But they have to have somebody to compliment Juju. He had an uptick in receptions and yards from last year on an awful offense in Jacksonville. He saw 48 receptions, 668 yards. The year before that, it was only 26 and 391. Um, he did only play 12 games in 2017, but still uptick in offense, and he should see more production in that Steelers offense as opposed to having Blake Bortles throw ducks at him. So, 100%. my sleeper. I love that pick. I love both their picks this far, and I hope they both these guys love my pick because my sleeper for the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers is Bud Dupree, the pass rusher out of Kentucky. He's going into his second year. Um, I feel like he's primed to take over as like one of the premier pass rushers in the AFC North. Because when you think of the AFC North, you don't really think of a lot of premier pass rushers. But Bud Dupree is there. He's had he was okay last year. I'm not, I'm not saying he was like like knock your socks off. But Travis is looking at the stats right now. He's going into his fifth year. Fifth year. Yeah. Really. Yep. Well, the. He, <laughs> Even so. <laughs> There's Even no way. So, yeah. Came in 2015. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's it a, works. Then that's a great sleeper pick then. Because yeah, I think I mean, he's, had, he's had over stuff. four sacks in every single year. Um, and he's just one of those guys that's going to – he's a role player, but a lot of people don't think of him. I think I, I think Bud Dupree's going to have a big year this year. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is going to have to be – Bigger than what they have in the in years past, so that's yeah. why I think that. With that being said, let's go to breakout real quick. Um, everyone, kind of same order: Travis, yeah. Ethan, me. I think player. breakout um, for me for this team. I was gonna go James Conner, but he had too good of a season last year to be considered a breakout this year. Um, so I guess I'm gonna have to go with Devin Bush. He was their first round pick coming into the league as a starting linebacker off the bat. I just think he has big things coming for him, and he's he's going to be a solid player for this defense. Um, my breakout was also Devin Bush, so I'm going to be real quick on it. I, I thought the same thing. Um, he's going to get that starting position as an outside linebacker, even though he was an inside linebacker um, with Michigan. He They've got him on the death chart as an outside linebacker. He should see a lot of opportunities. Steelers have a 3-4 defense, but yep. um, I read somewhere in one of Pittsburgh's newspapers that you can't really call Pittsburgh's defense a 3-4 more than you can call Le'Veon a rap artist. So they <laughs> oh, they uh, they, run, they run tons of DBs on their field all the time, um, but he'll still get plenty of opportunities, and he should produce to the point to where you can see him as a breakout because he is a rookie. I like, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to go a different route. I do like the Devin Bush pick from, from these two gentlemen over here. My but my but my breakout is gonna be uh, you guys you guys might dog me for this but I'm I'm gonna go Juju. I think Juju's gonna have a 15 touchdown year. Okay, so you're you're not going breakout. You're going like 
exceeding <laughs> expectations. It, well, yeah. I mean, that that would be breaking out. If, breaking out like so. Insane. So Juju's always been in Antonio Brown's spot. Antonio Brown's like, true. Like, I don't know. He's, he's a shadow. shadow. He's a shadow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I I think this is his sh- time to break out of that shadow and be the guy. And yeah. I and and I see him doing that. That okay. and the, so so that's why I'm picking on Juju. I love the guy. I think he's an awesome. He's he's awesome on and off the field, and I I see him being a total star in, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like that, and that's why I do this. Like we said last last week, like sleep, like breakout can mean a numer- numerous different things. Like it can mean something to every every single person. Not every team is gonna have the same type of breakout player. So I like that. Moving on to the bust, um, I actually am going completely opposite. Um, of what Ethan did earlier, and mine is my bust is Dante Monk. Hell yes, Travis. Hell yes, uh, <laughs> mine too. This dude, honestly, I don't think he's really been much, much other than a piece of garbage since he entered the league. He's either had decent yardage and low touchdowns, or he's had high yardage and no touchdowns. Um, I don't think he meshes well with this type of offense um, because he's like he's six foot two, Juju six one. They kind of have the same type of role. They needed more of a slot receiver to come in and take the role of what Antonio Brown was. Yep. Um, so they already have Juju in that spot, so I don't think he's going to come in and do do anything that he hasn't done. So real quick, I'm, I'm going to jump in before Ethan jumps in because I had the same person as Travis. My bust is Dante Moncrief. I feel the same way. I mean, I Big Ben is on the, on, on the wrong side of being old. You don't say. Yeah. Wrong side of being a grandpa. Exactly. And, and Dante Moncrief is I, – I, I, he has to have a great quarterback to make him great. And yeah. Ben, I mean, we've ben is – He was even just average with Andrew Luck. So exactly. what's he going to do with old Ben Roethlisberger? Exactly. So, so that Dante Moncrief's my bust for this, all the reasons that Travis said. So I'll go ahead and let Ethan talk about his bust for the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, and that's fine. I just wanted to touch on that real fast. Um, I obviously disagree with you gentlemen. But the main, <laughs> the main reason for that is just because the Steelers don't really have anybody other than Juju besides him you know Eli Rogers is not going to be that go-to guy in the offense James Washington is not I mean yes he's and he's a big pass or he's a big receiving uh back but Dante Moncrief has to produce for this team to do anything I think he gets a lot of looks because Juju's going to be shadowed by some of those better cornerbacks in the league so it's going to be interesting to see what you say about their over-under because you're saying Dante Moncrief has to perform for them to be good yeah and I'm and I know that sounds crazy. I'm not saying he is the the factor. He's not the factor of that team. But he's going to help. If they're going to be good, he has to help. Like, he has to I be agree. Good. I so, agree. that's what leads into my bust, which is might be a shocker to you guys. Maybe it's not. But it's Big Ben. I, and my I, bust, I my yeah, bust as Big disagree. Ben is only because, like I said earlier, he came off one of the best seasons that he's ever had. 67% completion percentage. Uh, over 5,000 passing yards, 34 touchdowns. He did have 16 picks, but in terms of offensive production, that's pretty damn good. Um, but he is turning 37. You're right. He's over the hill of being old. He's not a mobile quarterback. He gets hit a lot. He hasn't been relatively like injury prone in his career, but he's been injured and he gets hit every year. That's not going to change this year. So if he's getting hit at the age of 37, he's going to start to feel that wear and tear. Um, he also doesn't have Antonio Brown, which is why, like I just said, we have to see Moncrief produce if Big Ben is going to produce the numbers that he did last year. And okay. so, unless Juju's going to put up 3,000 receiving yards, I don't think that Big Ben is going to have the season that he had last year. So that's why he's my bust. Okay, right. I see that. 
I, I agree. I definitely agree. So real quick, we're we're kind of going a little bit along the Steelers. So let's go MVP. If we all don't have the same one MVP for the Steelers, then we're all on the wrong page. I don't I don't have the same one as you because I'm looking at the computer right now. Uh, okay, well let's so, see Jared's so as well. I'm gonna go first. Go for it. Mine is the exact opposite of what you just said. <laughs> Big, Big okay, Ben is okay. my MVP. As long as this guy is on the Steelers, he is the best player in the Steelers. He's won this. He's won them Super Bowls, Super Bowl, a Super Bowl. Um, I just think he has the leadership there. And until someone proves otherwise, I think Big Ben, Big Ben will always be the MVP of this team. And that's the only reason why. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and let Travis go next. Yeah, and me and Ethan do have the same one. I just confirmed that. Um, it's James Conner. Mm-hmm. He's just like the he's just heart and soul. He's the go-to of this offense. Um, he came in last year when Lev Bell was absent and uh, had thir- absolute fucking stud. By the way, I yeah, mean, he's James great. Connors. He only played 13 games and he had 13 touchdowns. So I mean, he had touchdown every game. He had almost a thousand yards rushing, almost 500 yards receiving. The dude's an absolute monster. He's one of the best running backs in the league. In regards to talent, not talent because it's a system team, but especially fantasy. So I'm going James Conner. Yeah, and the only thing I'm going to add to that is that he just has to be consistent. He has to have that Le'Veon consistency that Le'Veon had when he yep. was Le'Veon Bell. Um, he has the line to block for him. He has the shiftiness to produce big numbers, and he's one of the biggest keys to the Steelers' success. So. He showed his he showed his injury proneness at the end of last year. So as long as he stays healthy, then he'll he'll be good. And he has the potential to have two thousand total yards between his receiving and his rushing this year. 100%. So if he does that, I think easily MVP of the team. So that takes us into the last of the Steelers right here. We're just going to touch on this real quick. Vegas odds on their total, their win total was over under eight and a half. Under. Uh, This is very hard for me, I thought. I'm hammering the over. I'm I'm over? Yep. Sure, Mm. it's been taking a lot of alcohol today. (laughs) I'm going to have to say under here. I think they're going eight and eight. I don't think that they're going to pursue a playoff spot at nine to seven uh, to hit that over. Man. So I'm going eight and eight. I don't think they win over eight games. My thought was eight and eight or seven and nine. Yeah. They're not going to be six and ten, but they're not going to win more than eight games. All right, I call me crazy. I see them at nine and seven. At yeah. All right. Okay. See them at nine and seven. I can honestly see them winning ten games even. So I don't yeah. think so. I honestly, I mean, the division's I, not I, strong, but they're also not a strong piece of the division. I just, I, I went through the schedule, did my gut reaction. Okay, I can see him going. So I'm, so Ethan and Travis going under. Me, I'm going over eight and a half right. wins. I'm writing these down, so we will see. We will season. mark them down. All right. Um, after the Steelers, we're heading into another lower tier team in this division. The whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, I don't know if you could say the Steelers are a lower tier team. All right, lower <laughs> tier this year. Cincinnati Bengals, one of probably, probably one of the, the worst, worst team, team in the probably the worst team in the, in this division for sure. Um, their draft was completely average, maybe below average. They had, they picked Jonah Williams, offensive tackle. From I like Dana that. I like that pick in the first round. But other than that, they didn't really have a whole lot. I no. mean, they had a total of like. 10 picks, and they fucked them and all. And they were all just 100% average. I mean, they picked two guys back-to-back from NC State. Off-season departures, uh, Tyler Croft, Vontae's perfect, who was a huge hit on their defense, yep. Cedric Ogbui, um, and they lost Marvin Lewis, who really isn't much of a loss. No. And then they got uh, John Miller, an offensive guard, and their head, new head coach, Zach Taylor, who is not very impressive. He's... He's a young guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, my thoughts on their off season. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's hard for this team to get worse at this point. Yep. But they sure did their best at trying to do so. 
I, I agree. I don't think they got worse, <laughs> but they didn't get better. I think I was like my exact thoughts when I looked at this was like, eh, like, yeah, they just, I mean, they can't really get much worse. Ethan, Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, when, when you talk about, did they get better or worse? When I think of the Bengals, I just never see them as a team who's not going to win six to seven games. Well, so me, I think they're Travis, staying me, the same. Me and Travis Watson won one live in fucking person <laughs> when the Dolphins were up 17 nothing in the fourth quarter. Fuck you, Ryan Tannehill. That's all I got to say. I mean, yeah. yeah, but like they haven't won less than six games since 2010. Um, I'm not saying that, like, you know, that they're always going to be six wins or better, but I just don't see them losing more than 10, 11 games. So For I sure. think they're about the same For in sure. terms of did they get better or worse. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's average, 100%. So we're going to go right into sleepers. I'll go first if you guys don't mind. Go for it. My sleeper, and this is a guy I've been high on for a long-ass time, John Ross. Wide receiver. Uh, I'll drink to that because that's my sleeper. Hell well. yeah, Ethan, hell yeah. John Ross, wide receiver. He's just a speedy motherfucker who, who, who can go deep. Um, and Andy Dalton's not so old to where he can't throw deep, so that's easy for us. Me and Ethan, sleeper is John Ross. Travis, who's yours? Ethan, do you have anything to add on him? The only thing I was just going to say was that he was supposed to be what Tyler Boyd was last year. Didn't pan out. He dropped a lot of passes. He only had 210 yards, but he had seven touchdowns. Seven touchdowns for only 210 yards. So I don't think he's going to replace Boyd, but he's absolutely going to get more production than he did last year. 100%. We shall see. My sleeper, and somebody, because it's a team that's not good, so you don't watch this team a lot, it's Geno Atkins. Dude, I feel like he goes monster, I feel like he goes unnoticed, because like I said, this team's so bad. The dude had 10 sacks last year. He's had 39 sacks in the last four years. He's a complete animal, and like I said, it's just a lot of people don't think about him because you don't watch their games and you just don't notice how good he is. I like that definition of a sleeper because it's a sleeper to everyone literally else in the public. Yeah, like no. But if you pay attention to the NFL. Yeah, if you watch a Bengals game, you'll see Geno Atkins all over the field. Because he fucking tore up our team. I mean, he's had, I think he's had 11, 9, 9, and 10 the last four years. So his sacks is off, off the charts in regards to consistency. Sleeper pick Geno Atkins. I love it. I love it. I love it. So with that being said, we're going to go into the breakout player for the for the Bengals, and I feel like maybe we all have the same one. I don't nope. know. I saw yours, and we do not. And I probably definitely don't. <laughs> go for it. Mine's Jonah Williams. No. The offensive, they're, they're I feel first. like it's hard to pick an offensive lineman as a sleeper, but go ahead. But I, I just feel a like breakout. for years, for years, the Dolphins, I mean, not Dolphins, I don't want to say it, but the Bengals have had zero protection for their quarterback. You're not wrong. Forever, forever. Danny Dalton's been running for his life forever. And finally, they invested in the offensive line. And they got Jonah Williams. I just feel like he's, a, he, he's to me, was, was the best offensive lineman in the draft. And they got him at a steal. So, I think Jonah Williams. All right, my breakout, uh, Joe Mixon. He woman beater. Not much of anyone else to pick here for me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. He completely doubled his stats from 2017-2018. I think he's only going to have an increase in workload in the backfield with their new head coach. He's going to see the talent that Joe Mixon has and capitalize off that. I see him serving as a pivotal role as like an RB2 or flex for this season in fantasy, so definitely keep your eye on him. Joe Mixon is going to have, a, I think, a decently solid year. I like it. I like it. I do like it a lot. We'll talk more more about that fantasy on our fantasy yeah. episode. 
which Ethan will be on, Cyrus will be on. Yeah, we'll have a, uh, all of our all of our guests are big into fantasy in that episode. But Ethan, who is your yeah? Pick um, so I I don't disagree with that pick. The only reason I didn't have Joe Mixon there is because. I tried to think of is he actually a breakout or did he already break out? But I can I see that he fits though. he He's fits that category of breakout. Yet. He yeah. fits it. Um but my breakout pick is kind of like a left field pick, but I like it, and it is CJ Uzma. And I can't okay. say his last name right. Uzama. 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 That's why I said it. Uzama. Um and this is why. And it's because Eifert is Eifert the most injury prone tight end I have ever seen in my life. He I mean, he just gets injured every year. Um, Croft is gone. Tyler Croft is out the door. And Andy Dalton loves his tight ends. Um, Uzama, as you guys said, (laughs) only had three touchdowns last year on 439 yards. He averaged about 10 yards per. Um, But just look for more of that out of Uzama. That's the thing. He didn't didn't start a lot of games. Um, I don't have that written down here, but I'm assuming it's not all 16. (laughs) He started 15, but I mean, really how many, his snap count was probably really low. Yeah, and because he was, you know, he's battling Croft there. Yeah, exactly. um, And then I'm going to go ahead and do my bust just because my bust goes right into my breakout, and that's Tyler Eifert. Um, Same. Tyler Eifert's a bust because they they keep expecting this man to produce and stay healthy, and he just doesn't. Um, He's played 14 games over the last three years. He has no like Rip nothing. Off my stats. Sorry, Rip man. Off my Sorry, stats. man. But that's just what it is. He has there. He has nothing. He has. He's, he's just done. My. I had him. One last thing. I had him <laughs> on my fantasy team in 2015. It was the greatest pick that I could ever had. He had like 15 touchdowns that year, or something crazy. Picked him the next year. Awful. Worst pick that I could have had. I think I got him in like the third round too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, the man, he just can't stay healthy. Like Ethan said, 14 games, three years. He's had six touchdowns in the last three years, and it baffles me that he's still on their team. I uh, love I, I love that pick for a, for a bust, but mine's going to be Big Red, Andy Dalton. I, I mean, mean, that's an obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, the kid is just, he just sucks. He can't do it anymore, He man. sucks. He can't hack it. He can't hack it. Fucking TCU. Bye-bye. Um, fuck you, Matt Carpenter, because Matt Carpenter sucks now, too. Anyway, um, no, Andy, Andy Dalton's done. I mean, his, his days are over. The Cincinnati's doing the right thing. They hired a coach. They're doing, they're doing a rebuild like the Dolphins. Um, and that's what it is. So I'm going to roll right from my bus, Andy Dalton, to my MVP, which is one that Travis talked about earlier, Joe Mixon. Okay, I like that. He's the best player on this Looks team. Looks like Jared and Ethan have the same picks here. Absolutely. Yeah. You do, Ethan? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, he's, he's the best player on this team, woman beater or not. I mean, he's a good football player. Good. I feel like women beaters are the best football players. And God damn it, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Uh, they are. Look at I, him. I feel like I feel like he straightened his ways out. I feel like he's a yeah, better he's, he's a better person now. He he's got a he's got and like I'm I, I know I talk about Pat McAfee's podcast a lot on this podcast, but Pat had Pac Man Jones on his podcast this past week, and Pac Man finished out his career in Cincinnati. And he said Cincinnati changed his life, like made made it for the better. And I feel like Joe Mixon's in is, is in a good spot there. Next, what the fuck is there to do in Cincinnati? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> fucking actually, Travis. Fucking uh, Pac-Man Jones talking about how he opened up a pizza place in Covington, Kentucky. There we go, right, right across the there river. We go. go the so um, Joe Mixon, no. Joe Mixon, my MVP. He's a monster. Ethan, do you want to say? Do you want to add anything? Only other thing is that he's gonna continue to produce in the running game. The reason he wasn't my breakout is because I think that he's already there. But like I said, Travis made some good points as to why he is a breakout. His receptions are gonna grow even with Geo behind him. 
Um, Geo might steal some of those catches, but I think he's gonna he's gonna have more touchdown production. He only had nine last year, but I can see him having way more than that this year. And I can see him having an uptick in total yards. He had almost fifteen hundred last year. Look for him to be in the same range as uh, Connor with like two grand there. So there you go. I love it, Travis. Who's your Who's your MVP? Mine is uh, as long as he stays healthy and as long as he's going to be a part of this team is AJ Green. Uh, he's had a rough like go it. of it. I like it. He's I had like a rough it. go of completing a full season the last few years, but I mean, when he's healthy and he's he's staying in games, he's consistently putting up numbers because he's just one of the most talented wide receivers in the league. Bama product. Uh, really couldn't think of anyone else to go with here because he's just one of the most impressive talents on the team other than Joe Mixon. I love it. I love it. Angel Green's a monster. Um, with that being said, the over-under in Vegas for the Bengals was six wins. Guys. It's under. under. If I could push, I would push. But yeah, that's what I'm under. saying. Like At most, you get your money back because they're not winning seven games. No. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me. To, that's what I said. Hard for me to see them winning seven games. But we're all going under here. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, If I like I said, if I can't push, I'm going under. Yep, yeah. under. So, so we're all going under. So that being said, we've done the Steelers, we've done the Bengals, we're going to roll under the Ravens, and we're going to go to Sleeper. And I, we're going to defer to our guest this time for the Sleeper. So, Ethan, who's your Sleeper on the Baltimore Ravens? I have a homer pick. And oh, hell yes. I, I don't know how I feel about the homer pick, but in my mind, Shane Ray is going to get his chance to shine with the Baltimore Ravens. I love it. I'm not, not saying that he didn't. He's not, he, he's not my Sleeper. But I haven't. I have okay. So, but before we get into this, Shane Ray was acquired this offseason along with Earl Thomas, Mark Ingram, and Seth Roberts. They got fucking way better. I don't know. They let they let go of Zadarius Smith, C.J. Mosley, Terrell Suggs, and Eric Weddle for huge. Eric Weddle's old. Eric Weddle's old. Four huge pieces on their defense. Eric and they Weddle's had it. They had a decent draft. Decent. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess before I continue my sleeper pick, then. Um, did they get better or worse? We didn't really talk about that. So I, I mean, say, in terms I of their they stayed around the same. They got they took some tough hits on defense, replaced them with a few maybe that could be replaceable. Um, I, I think, think I think I think they replaced Sidney Smith with Shane Ray. No. Yes, hundred percent. Shane Ray's way better. Can't say healthy. That's that's true. I see that. Right. I say that they got a tad worse. CJ, the, yeah, you're right. CJ Mosley was a was a big hit, and Terrell Suggs is great. Terrell Suggs is great. Eric Weddle's old, so Earl Thomas and Eric Weddle are, are are the same. Yeah, yeah. Either way, but I'd say they got a little worse. You got a, they got a little worse. I I actually think they got better. Even um, Keel, I'm, I'm not saying they I'm got even. like so much better that they're gonna win the division, but I think they got a little bit better. Um, but with that being said, continuing on with my sleeper, <laughs> Shane Ray is gonna get his chance to shine finally. He was kind of always overshadowed with the Broncos. He yep. was hurt a lot. I think if he stays healthy, what do you have? He was behind fucking yeah monsters yeah. in Denver. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about that Broncos defense in 2015, 2016. It was the top tier. It was the defense to have Von in the league. Miller, fucking, yeah. I mean, who, who's the other guy? <laughs> who, who's the other I guy mean, in there? Regardless, DeMarcus Ware. Yeah, Demarcus Ware. Yeah. I mean, regardless though, he's he's hungry. He's yeah. hungry, and if you see what he did at Mizzou and the hunger that he had at Mizzou just to get to where he is now. He wants that chance to show what he's worth. If he stays healthy, he's going to show. He's my sleeper. He's going to get that chance. He's going to shine. Fucking, I love it. I love that sleeper pick. Let's just, let's just hope he's uh, healthy for that sake. My sleeper pick, I'm going with Jalen Ferguson. Third round pick out of oh, Louisiana Tech. Shit. Their third round pick. He's a linebacker. Love this guy coming to the draft. Really surprised he fell to the third round of them. 
He's coming in as a backup, as an edge rusher um, on their on the depth chart. But I honestly think he can make a jump up and get some solid quality starts just rotating in and out when uh, people are tired. He had 17 and a half sacks as a senior last year at Louisiana Tech. So this guy's an animal, and I think he can do really good things here, and I would love to see him just bust out. Great fucking pick, Trav. I love it. I love it. My breakout, my sleep, I'm not breakout, my sleeper pick is Hayden Hurst. Tight okay. end. Tight end. In Arkansas. Arkansas mm-hmm. tight end. I love this kid, and he fucking... He got hurt last year, right? He did, he did. He he got hurt, got a got a, got a little bit of bad luck, but you know what? Fucking... Who's the quarterback's name? I can't... Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus I actually, I, I, 10 a.m., you said? <laughs> I, I actually... Yeah, we, we've been doing this 10 a.m., and it's almost 8 o'clock. <laughs> so, but Lamar Jackson loves his tight ends, and I can see Hayden Hurst doing really, really well in this offense. I mean, that's... Yeah. That, that's what we, like you're talking about. A Maybe sleeper. he'll get three of his eight targets a game. You're right. I, who, who gives a shit? I don't give a fuck. But I see, I see the tight ends playing, playing, playing a big role in this offense, and I think Hayden Hurst is going to play a big role in this offense. So, all right, that's my sleeper. That moves into the breakout player. Uh, I'll start this one off because I've been going last, and I hate my players getting stolen. My breakout player of this team is Mark Ingram. Oh, I love it. I love and it, it might not it. seem like it. Oh, be, he hates it. It he might not seem. I see. Is that your bus? Squiggling in his thumb. Oh. It might not seem like a breakout player because he was doing well in New Orleans the last few years. He had a bit of a shadow cast on him by Alvin Kamara, which is why I think he's going to have a breakout. He gets to come in and completely run this backfield. They haven't had a good running back since 2013 in Ray Rice. So now that they have a decent Woman running back, beater. he's going to come in. <laughs> Own this backfield and and just do decent work. I love it. I love it. I, I, I'm gonna go real quick because my breakout was was Ethan sleeper Shane Ray. Okay. I think I, I think Shane Ray has, has a breakout year. I, okay. I'm, I'm talking five six sacks. You know. You know double double digit. Yeah. Uh, TFL, breakout for him. TFLs. Um, will, uh, I like it. So we'll I'll, I'll keep it short there. I really like Travis's though. Let's okay. See. Well. I'll talk about my breakout, and I guess just jump into my bus since we know who it is. Um, but my breakout is Marquise Brown, and the reason Ooh. is it's coming out of the draft. I love that. Lamar Jackson love it. doesn't have. Oh no! Arm. You said breakout. I thought you said bus. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> Marquise Brown is coming out of the draft, though, arguably as the Ravens' number one wide receiver. I know Willie Sneed is listed on the depth chart as their number one wide receiver, but I think Marquise Brown takes that by midseason. And being that top target. And when I say breakout, I'm not saying that like he's going to put up 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns. But breakout for this team is he's going to be the number one wide receiver. He's going to be Lamar Jackson's okay. top target. I heard he's, that. I heard but that. yeah, I'm not saying he's going to be some like Odell type player. But he's going to break out in terms of he's going to be their go to target. Because I've never liked Willie Sneed. I didn't like him in New Orleans. I didn't like him last year with the Ravens. I don't think he's just going to be that target Lamar goes to. But he's going to get his – like Marquise Brown is going to get his share of receptions. He's going to get a share of targets, and he's going to produce for this team. Not for the league, for this team. So he's a breakout player in that sense. I don't like it. Um, I hated the pick coming out of the draft. <laughs> I hated him in college. He had fucking – So that's that's your breakout. Yep. And so, like gonna, I said – I, I guess we're – me and Travis have the same bus. I'm we assuming. don't have the same. You don't have the same? Go okay. Ahead. I'll go ahead. Go for it. Going off that, Marquise Brown is my bus. I just, <laughs> I just, Ethan, I, all your points you made were 100% solid, but Lamar Jackson doesn't have the cannon for Marquise Brown. 
Okay. Marquise Brown was a deep a deep yeah. threat guy at he Oklahoma. He was a Kyler Murray Baker Mayfield yep. receiver. He and and Lamar Jackson is the is the is the read option. Let's run first, not throw first. And I I just don't see I, for the Ravens for me like I've watched Ravens for years and for the, for me to waste their first round pick on a wide receiver was just asinine. I mean they should have went somewhere else. I mean they could have gone offensive line. They could have gone deep defensive back. Yeah. Well, then let me jump off of you there and say that I don't think Marquise Brown should have been their pick, but because he got picked and because of what he's getting thrown into, he's got to produce. Okay, I see that. So you're going breakout, I'm going bust. Travis, yep. who's your bust and what Ethan's bust? Yeah, my bust, I do not like this team and what they sculpted it around, so my bust is Lamar Jackson. I think a lot of people thought that he really had a good season last year, but it was really due to a lot of success by their defense. He came in, he had a few good games. If you look at it, the defense was there to back his ass up in pretty much every fucking game. He had one game with over 200 yards passing, one game with more than one passing touchdown, and if you say he's a runner, then he had one game with over 100 yards rushing. Um, the defense really stepped up and won these games for him last year, and I just don't think that they're in the right direction with him. They're going to be able to do it this year again because their defense is solid, but um, when their defense falls apart, their their season's done. I love that, Travis. That was a great analysis. I mean, seriously, guys, it doesn't get be- much better than that. That's why you subscribe to two drunk brothers. What <laughs> um, one really drunk brother, and then another one who's also drunk, I mean, and a podcast. Though. Seriously though, I mean that was fucking great analysis. So Mark Ingram is bust? a bust, Fuck. and let me tell you why. Not that he's bad, and it's kind of going off my breakout. I'm not saying that he's a bust in terms of the whole league. He's a bust in terms of this team and what he is capable of, and it's because that. He's not going to do what people expect him to do in this offense. Lamar Jackson's going to steal half of his carries. You're right. He's also going to throw the ball some. And so Mark Ingram's not going to get 30 touches a game. Um, He also shared touches in New Orleans for the past two years. We know that Alvin Kamara was his tandem back. They both produced well in New Orleans. Mark Ingram had over 1,000 yards rushing uh, two years ago, and he had like 960 this past year. He also was suspended for the first, what, five games? Four. So four games. So, yeah, he's he's a good back, and I'm not saying he's not going to get a 1,000 yards rushing, but he's a bust in terms of he hasn't been the workhorse in a while. He's not going to be able to produce as a three-down back like he has in the past. He's also 30 years old. But I'm not I, saying 30 I, years old is old. Can I jump in? I don't think they're expecting him to be three-down back. Okay. You think Gus think, Edwards, right? Gus I, Edwards is the I think, uh, I think two? Gus Edwards is the number one. I think they bring in fucking Mark Ingram for just like, hey – you know, here's a third down. We're gonna we're gonna throw a dump off pass to you, like Travis. Like, let me know if if, if I'm wrong in this sense. But I think Gus Edwards is is their number one guy. I don't know, man. I mean, he's not listed as we'll the number see. one. It's gonna though, be weird to so. see how these running backs play out. I just think Mark Ingram's too good of a talent. First of all, number one. We'll talk about this later. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
but the Ravens and the Bengals just aren't going to compete. This so year. this just goes into my MVP, Go uh, which That's I think, really all I had which say, I think so. is Mark Ingram because there's just not a whole lot. I mean, you could say their defense, but their defense is everyone plays a part in. And it's so good. It's going to come down to the offense, which I think for their offense to be good, they're going to need to run it through Mark Ingram. Yep. So my MVP is Lamar Jackson, actually. That's trash. <laughs> I'm going to jump off of your point when you're done with it. I think if Lamar Jackson doesn't do well, then the whole offense, then the whole team doesn't do well. That's my only thing I'll say. But he's not going to do well. Okay, so, then fine. Then the so then trash. that builds perfectly off my point in the fact that I said that I couldn't think of an MVP for this team. So I put it in terms of someone who has to be an MVP in order for this team to be successful. And I also said Lamar Jackson. Yep. And I'm not saying he is the MVP of the team. I'm he saying has he, has to 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 be. Be. he has to be. He has like to be him. the MVP because if he's not in the MVP, this team does not win seven games. Nope. If he is, if he if he does even half of what he's expected to do, this team could win ten games. So leading into that, we both said Lamar Jackson. The over under the over under for Baltimore this year is eight games. Yeah, this Ethan, you you started it. So go this, over under eight, and and I'm probably going to be on the wrong side of you guys. And the only reason for that is because I didn't like the Steelers and I didn't like the Bengals, and I know the Cleveland Browns are going to be good, but I think that I could see Baltimore winning nine. I think they could be nine and seven. It's tough. Um, it's, it was tough. And so I hit the over on this one because I hit the under for the other two, and I don't think every all three of those teams can be six and ten or worse. So no, yeah, Baltimore nine and seven. I'm hitting the over on this one. I also went the over. Okay. I hate the offense and I hate Lamar Jackson, but their defense is going to be enough to make, to win ball games. Defense wins championships, especially in the NFL now that there's absolutely zero defense. Um, so I think they're going to keep fighting for a postseason spot and go nine and seven as well. So I wanted to hit the un the under so bad, and I'm still like kind of debating right now because I looked at the schedule. I see them winning eight games exactly. I see them going eight and eight, but we can't bet on a push. So Ethan and Travis went uh, went for the over. I'm going the under. I All think right. I think I think Baltimore goes under eight wins. I see them at like seven and nine, even, even eight and eight. I, I don't lose that bet, right? No. Yeah, I mean, so we'll see. It is what it when is. When they win nine, you will lose. But if, if they win nine games, I will lose, which I will I will eat crow. But that that is the case. So now we're gonna roll roll right into the Cleveland Browns here in a second. We're gonna take a break and take some beer. <laughs> take some beer. <laughs> all right, we're rolling into the last team of the AFC North, in which I think we can all agree is probably looking like the best team this season. Which is fucking insane. Which is which is beyond bananas. The Cleveland Browns. And forgive us because Jared's dogs are outside on this porch now. Um, it's been a long one. So here we go. I think they ha- also had a decently solid draft class. It's just a steal that they got Greedy Williams in the second round. Oh my god, um, right? They lost, however, Jabril Peppers, uh, Body Calhoun, Emmanuel Ogbob, Rashad Perriman, Ricardo Lewis, and Derek okay, Kendrick. Okay, can we can we just go ahead and scratch the wide receiver losses because because they got they yeah. gained OBJ. <laughs> I mean, we can really we can pretty much scratch everyone. Jabril Peppers was even kind of a bust coming out of college. Yeah, they got OBJ, Kareem Hunt, Sheldon Richardson, Morgan Burnett, Eric Murray, Olivier Vernon, and Philip Gaines. Olivier Vernon. Yeah. So, um, I think they. Obviously got better, 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 way better, A plus yep. A plus offseason. Hundred percent. I agree. Ethan? Better. Hands down. Hundred percent. Um their offseason 
was arguably one of the best off seasons in the NFL this year. I'm not saying that it was the best, but it's one of the oh, best. No, Anytime you acquire OBJ in a fucking trade. Yeah, and I mean, as much as like Kareem Hunt is kind of like a dog shit person, they got Kareem Hunt. <laughs> so Hey, you said it. You said it. And they got arguably but, the best rookie corner in the draft. Yeah. In the second round. Yeah. Greedy Williams is a fucking animal. So, let's roll in and tr- try to uh, wrap this thing up. Sleeper, breakout, bust, and MVP. I'm going to go sleeper real quick. You ready for it? I'm ready for it. Miles Garrett. Again. I love it. Just like a Geno Atkins pick, another name you don't think about until you actually watch the team play and see how much of an impact they have on that team because they aren't in the spotlight all the time. Miles Garrett had 13 and a half sacks last year. He's crazy. I love it. Miles Garrett. I'm ah. going to go off Travis Ethan if you don't mind real quick. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that Travis is going to love, Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah. He's going to be overshadowed by OBJ, but the dude is a fucking animal in the slot. And honestly, if I have to pick any team in the NFL I'm rooting for besides our Miami Dolphins, I'm going to go with Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to go with our old guy in Miami, Jarvis Landry. I think I think he's going to be freed up. I honestly do. Like it. Yep. So, gonna, a lot of people are going to be paying attention to OBJ. Yep. All right, so going off of that, I don't disagree with either of your picks. I actually have um, one of yours and one of my later picks that I'm sure you'll enjoy. I don't know if you just heard that. I think it was fireworks, but uh, I promise you we're not shooting guns on this podcast. Um, But if we were, who fucking cares? Um, Anyways, my sleeper is... uh, Sorry, there's beer rolling off Jared's laptop right now. Jared might have spilled some beer on the uh, podcast's life right now. That's the heart of the podcast. Sorry. No, Ethan, go ahead. Yeah, while, while Travis goes and takes care of the mess... Um, I'm going to talk about my sleeper, which is Greedy Williams. Um, The reason I picked Greedy Williams is because he arguably should have been a first-rounder. If you guys remember from the draft podcast, I had Greedy Williams going to Oakland. Which we fucked that up. And, you know, (laughs) it doesn't matter if we fucked up the draft or not because we got a decent amount of picks right for not knowing how this thing was going to unfold. I mean, for God's sakes, the Giants took the (laughs) worst quarterback in the draft at six. So... We're going to have but, to have Ethan back home for the NFC East podcast. No, NFC North. we got to talk about my Packers. But okay, it doesn't matter. Um, Greedy Williams, speaking of the Packers, that's who I wanted the Packers to take with their second pick. They ended up taking Darnell Savage, which I digress. He might be very good, but I wanted Greedy Williams. And that just goes to my point that he's the sleeper this year. He should have been a first-rounder. He's going to add length and athleticism to this defensive back core of the Browns. He's going to be great in press coverage because of his height and because of his athleticism. And he's smooth on the field, which helps him recover from any of the missteps that he might yep. have. He's going to be able to cover wide receivers, tight ends. It doesn't matter who's running down the field. He's going to be on them like butter. Love All it. Right. Love it. So, and, uh, three breakouts. So, uh, three third and sleepers for breakouts. It's hard. This is tough for me. I mean, my breakout, I'm, I got to go Baker Mayfield if, that, if that's possible to be a breakout. Because, I mean, if you really think about it, he didn't have an absolutely a phenomenal season last year. Like, he did good. He led the team. as a great leader. I think this year he does even better. Um, I got a dog in my lap. Sorry. Uh, he does even better. He leads this team. He's such a good leader on and off the field. Gives them, you know, the fucking confidence they need to run through a goddamn brick wall. So, my breakout player is going to be Baker Mayfield because he's going to need to take this team where they need to go, to the promised land. Okay. I, I don't hate that pick. Um... Only because I hated Baker Mayfield when he got into the league. I didn't think he was going to be good. I thought he wasn't worthy of a number one overall pick. And I was proven wrong. He's He's been 
what he should so be who, for the Browns. So who, who is your breakout player? My breakout player is Nick Chubb. So going completely left field okay. for Baker Mayfield. But I'm just saying that like I, I can see where you're going with breakout player. He's absolutely got the ability to break out this year and produce more numbers. But so does Nick Chubb to the point to where he had almost 1,000 rushing yards last year and wasn't even the main person for half the year. Um, he did have a lot of big runs, but that's kind of my point. He can have more of those big runs and start, and I think he will start over a cream hunt, if not at the beginning, by the end of the year, by midseason. He's going to be the back to go to. He is, I mean, he's tough, he's strong, he's quick. He's, he's what you want in a back, and he's one of my favorite players right now. On this team, and honestly in the league, I really like Nick Chubb. And so in terms of breakout, he's going to have over 1,000 rushing yards this year. I can see him hitting the end zone more than a few times. Um, give me it. Nick Chubb. Give me lots of Chubb, man. I love it. I love it. I love Nick Chubb. He's a great player. I watched him tear the fuck out of Mizzou for years. My breakout player is Sheldon Richardson. Oof. I think Sheldon Richardson's been in the league for a long time. He's never been on a, on, on a quality team. And call me a homer because he's, he's a Mizzou kid. Yep. But... He's never been on a quality team. Never been on a fucking uh, on a team that's been competing for a t- championship. And I feel like this Cleveland team this year is. You put Sheldon Richardson on a team when he's competing for championship, and he can fucking just do any- do anything he wants. The kid's an animal inside. He can disrupt the run. He can rush the passer. He can do anything he wants. I just see him having a monster year. So, so let me let me counter your point your and say that. The balancing act to my homer pick earlier is Sheldon Richardson at my bust position. And he just hasn't produced to the level that he should in the last few years. And when I hear you say that he hasn't been on a quality team, you're not wrong. I mean, he played for the fucking Jets. Jets. Um, And then, oh my God, who did he go to? He went to Seahawks for a year and then the Vikings. Um, And... Never really, he hasn't really with, been given a ton of opportunity. He hasn't been yeah. given a ton of opportunity, but he played 15 games for the Seahawks in 2017. And what did he do? He had one and a half sacks. One and a half sacks. And then he went to the Vikings, and the Vikings weren't a bad team last year. And what did he have? He had four and a half sacks in 16 games played. He had That's not horrible. He had three sacks in 30 games played before he went to the Vikings. Three sacks in 30 games. My my point proven. He went to a better team, got four and a half sacks as a D tackle. But I'm saying that I don't think he was on a worse team the last two years with the Seahawks and the Vikings. The Seahawks have been bad. We're going to have to see what the coach does with them. I'd like to see him do good things. Yeah, and so I'm not, and we'll you know, see. as it's much as I want to pick see... a breakout player on this team because they're just very well as a whole. Yeah, I want to so, see him so do my good. My breakout turn but... Ethan's bust. Yeah, so your bust is so interesting. Who's your bust? My bust, uh, ladies and gentlemen, David and Joku. Fucking right, Travis. Is that yours? Yes. Um, I don't think he's as good as he's, everyone hypes him up to be. He's I not. Need... He's not elite. No, I know he's young. Um, he had four touchdowns and 639 yards last year, which isn't bad. But, I mean, now he'll get even less targets with OBJ joining the team. Uh, with Jarvis OBJ joining, Landry. it's going to free up Jarvis. He's just not going to be the number Nick one Chubb, target. Kareem Hunt. Um, and not only that, I just don't like tight ends in this game anymore, in this modern day of football. Just, unless, unless they're elite, like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, unless you're the go-to. Uh, I think everyone's just trying to force this David Joku, and it's just not. Well, first working. of all, first of all, on fucking HBO's Hard Knocks last year, his punishment for dropping a pass in practice was to go do go catch thir- go catch 30, 30 balls on the on the jugs. That's not hard. 
Exactly. Why, 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 why is that punishment for a tight end? Make the motherfucker run like a mile. Yeah. Bitch won't cut, bitch won't drop a ball ever again. Exactly. But I mean, I just don't like tight ends anymore, and he, everyone's just hyping him up to be the football player he's not. So. Exactly. Boom. Travis said it. Not, not, not elite. That's my bust as well, David and Joku. So we'll roll, we'll, wow. <laughs> we will roll into the MVP. We better all have the same MVP. Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. No. Wow, Ethan, Ethan doesn't, doesn't have the same. So we don't really need to explain Baker Mayfield. No. We'll let Ethan explain his dog shit MVP. Game changer, that's all I gotta say. Let's you, hear it. You you're not gonna hate my MVP. My MVP is the wide receiving core. It's not okay. a it's not a specific the person. Core. The entire core. I like it. Because if you have Odell Beckham Jr. and Landry fucking Jarvis. or Jarvis Landry, <laughs> I meant to say fucking Jarvis Landry. Yeah, Landry from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Landry Jones, baby. No, I knew who it was. I just but said they, Landry they, because they, I have Landry they, written they here. They were together at LSU. They were together at LSU. They're gonna have like so much chemistry. And you think you know some people who don't follow football think you don't need chemistry between your wide 100%. receivers. You absolutely need chemistry 100%. on your wide receivers because you need to know where you're going on the field, where your other wide receivers are going on the field, and what the best place to make for your quarterback are. And this wide receiving core is going to be one of the tops in the league. And it kind of plays off that Baker Mayfield MVP pick because your wide receivers can't be good if your yeah. quarterback's not good. But this wide receiving core could lead this team to a deep playoff run. Could lead them to a deep playoff run. Because good. even with Baker Mayfield, if he happens to throw some bad passes, throw some a little too high, a little too low, guess who's going to be there to catch him? Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, Beckham Jr. Yep. Guys, the Vegas over-under for their win total is nine. Are we crazy to say this team is going to win ten games this year? No, no, they're gonna no, win. No, they no. could win 100%. thirteen. We all. You guys are going take over your here. fucking next paycheck to the bank and hit the over on the fucking Cleveland Browns. Yep, nine games. Do they think this team is mediocre? Yeah, they're. they're gonna, gonna, they could win fourteen games this exactly. year. I don't think they're going to, but they might go thirteen and three. So that that takes us into the. Uh, we're done with it with the teams. You know. Team by team into the just the AFC North preview division winner. I think we all agree that the Browns are going to win the division. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent, absolutely, not even close. Confident. They might win. They might win the division by three games. Yeah. Any other team besides the division winner the, that has a shot? The next one, I think. I think the Steelers. Jared says Steelers. I say the Ravens. Ravens have a shot. It's going to be weird to see how these two teams play out. Um, it could be none. It could be either or. I say because the Steelers aren't going to be bad. Um, but we'll see how the Ravens play out. And as Ravens well. could sneak I, a wild card. I, I spot. Def, we, we we all agreed that the Browns are going to win the division. But you what, guys think the Ravens could? What it's going to be? I'm saying my only thing is the wild card is going to be tough to get because I think the Chargers and the Raiders, or someone from the West. Yeah, can, I just say that they'll have a so, shot. Or or the South. So here's my thing: the we all know that the East is not getting a wild card team. No, like we are all in agreement. Yeah, with the North could see the Ravens get a wild card team because you look at the West. And I think that they definitely pull out one for sure. Like they're definitely the Chargers or the Raiders are going to take a wild card spot. What the South? Most likely the Chargers. What about the South? You with the, the Jags, South, you have the fucking with Texans, the South. I the don't Colts. think the Jags are going to be the team that everybody Jags, thinks that Texans, they're going to be. The Colts. The Colts could. I don't think the Texans will. Wow. I don't like the Texans team this year. And right. you guys will talk about that when you get to AFC yeah. South. But I don't like the Texans team. I think the Saints win the division. But I think that the Colts take a wild card Saints spot. And I think NFC, that the. But yeah. Saints are NFC. So, mm-hmm. Saints that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, um, so that furthers Any, my point. Anyway, Anyways. anyway, so we all agreed the Browns are going to win the division. You guys think if there's any other team in the North that can make the playoffs, you guys think it's the Ravens. We I think Ra- it's the Steelers. I think it's going to be Ravens or Steelers. You know, they might be squeaking at 9-7. and seven. 
We'll see. All right. We're MVP gonna... of the division. Um, I'll ha- I'll start this off. Um, I don't think it's funny to say this because I don't see the Steelers being that good, but I think the MVP of the division is James Conner, just because he's he's going to be the one that gets the most opportunity out of anyone in this division as a whole. He's going to be the star of that offense for them to succeed. I I like it. I like it. I have Baker Mayfield. All right. I mean, Baker is just a game changer. I mean, the, he turned the fucking whole entire goddamn Cle- Cleveland Browns. I mean, Baker around. just does a lot off the field to get that team. Exactly. Whatever. I mean, he's. I, I love mm. Baker. I wish that I wish the Dolphins would have drafted him or had the opportunity to. The, and Cleveland did one thing right in their entire fucking existence since, since I've known Cleveland is drafting Baker number one overall. I think he's the MP of the division this year. Okay. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. I like and it. I like that too. I this like is that me, too. and this is me being like having a biased pick because he's been on my fantasy team since I started playing fantasy in 2015, and he's produced for me every year and the last couple of years on an absolutely atrocious offense. Like Eli Manning is not the quarterback that you want to have your like like having balls thrown to you from. No. Yeah. Now he's on a team that he's got his best friend. As another wide receiver, he's got a good quarterback thrown to him, and he's got a good offense around him that this guy's going to produce more than he already has. And so I just think that in terms of what Odell Beckham is capable of, I think he hits those expectations and possibly even exceeds them. I like so it. that's just that's just right. where I'm coming from with that pick. He might be my picker, my keeper again this my year. Picker. My picker. He might be my keeper again this year <laughs> on my uh, fantasy team. He wasn't going to be, and now that he got traded, he very well could be. There you go. All right. Rookie of the year of this division, um, it might be, be cliche because he is the highest pick, um, but I think I'm going to have to go with Greedy Williams. Um, I was going to go was, with James. He, he wasn't the highest pick. He was highest oh, yeah, pick. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was Devin Bush. But um, I think it's going to be Greedy, Greedy Williams. Greedy was a second-round pick, bro. <laughs> okay, well, either way, he should. maybe it was just because he should have been high in my mind. Um for me, he's just he's getting a start right off the bat, so he's gonna have to come in and prove himself. I was gonna pick Jalen Ferguson, but he's not starting. Um, I mean, I already said Devin Bush was gonna be good for the Steelers, but I do think Greedy Williams is gonna be better. I'm gonna jump in real quick. Uh, my rookie of the year in division is Jonah Williams, the OT in in, in, in in Cincinnati. He has to prove himself big time. I mean, you 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 have to come in. You have to protect protect the quarterback. That's your one fucking job. If he doesn't do it, then your career is over. So I feel like he's going to come in, he's going to improve himself and protect the blind side of old fucking big ass red who sucks my fucking dong. So, all right. Yeah. Jonah, <laughs> Jonah Williams. Ethan. Um, I was torn between Greedy Williams and Marquise Brown. And I know you guys hate Marquise Brown, but, uh, I really think he's going to produce, but I did wow. go with Greedy Williams because okay, I really like Greedy Williams. I did when we did our draft like yeah. episode. Like I, I thought he was the best corner in the draft, and I think he's going to be the best rookie in this division. I do think Marquise Brown's going to do well, but Greedy Williams is the rookie of the year in this division. If your pick would have been Marquise Brown, we would have had to insert like a dump truck backing up noise into this <laughs> podcast right there. So, John, so, so, so John, John Williams wasn't. Was, wasn't was, bad. It's just hard to see an offensive lineman like get the credit he deserves. So it's just hard to say that. True. True. Very um, true. So breakout player in the division is our last one. My breakout player, and it's going to be weird to say, but my it's going to it's Jarvis Landry, and I, I think like this it. counts because it's year two for him in the North. 
we already know what he can do. He had a great season last year, but now with more attention, like I said, turn to OBJ, Nick Chubb, like I said, everyone. Like I said, um, yeah, I mentioned it too, though. <laughs> with every with just eyes off him, you know, a little bit more than they were last year. He's I so think sneaky. he's just gonna ball out. He's super fast. He's got really good hands, and he's just really smart on the field. Not in the head, but like football IQ wise, he is. Um, Jarvis Landry is really good. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he just has a very bad temperament, and he's just stupidly dumb. Let's it get to him yeah. sometimes. Keep your hands off your girlfriend, is what I gotta say. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he um, also throws his helmet at people and just does stupid Yeah, just shit. shit like that. Like, But, like, I mean, great pick. I mean, honestly, great pick. My breakout player division, you guys are gonna fucking dog me. Sheldon Richardson. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Oh, man. No. Nope. Oh. Really? He just... He hey, just Sheldon. hasn't done anything. Sheldon, if you're hearing this, please. <laughs> we'll send it to him. Please. Yeah. Go for, like, fucking, like, 19 tackles for loss. I love for the him. love of God. For the love of God. <laughs> Don't make me look Please, tell me. No, but I, mean, I honestly think he's never been on a great team, ever. And, and, and I, I know it's a shitty fucking excuse, but he's never been on a good-ass team, ever. Ever. And this is the it sounds weird to say, but the Browns are a good ass team now. Yeah, I mean they are. And he has no pressure to fucking overperform. So we'll see. I think I I, I think I'll break it out. Ethan, close it out. Tell us who your breakout player is. Nick Chubb. Always gotta love the Chubb. Um So you're you're saying you're saying like he is my break He is my yes, and I You better before you even doesn't come back. Before you even hit the rest of these divisions, Nick Chubb could very well be my breakout player of the goddamn NFL. Very because high on Nick Chubb. I am very high on Nick Chubb, and I and I get Kareem Hunt's there. And Kareem Hunt might start and probably will start over him once he gets After back. After six games. But no, I see it. if Nick Chubb proves himself in those first six games, however many games that Kareem Hunt is out of the offense, Nick Chubb's going to be that guy. And Nick Chubb has shown that he can produce – um, he showed that he can produce in college, and he showed that he could produce last year. I just, I'm super high on Nick Chubb. I like, I, I have love been, Nick Chubb. So. I think he should be the starting running back there. Um, but we'll see. That wraps up our AFC North uh, preview. We will dive more into everything, like we said, a little bit later in the season. I want to thank Ethan for coming on. We know this was a very long podcast. Uh, just, just, just heads up. All these previews are gonna be long. Yeah, they're all going to be long, but stick with us. Even though we aren't covering your favorite team, you know, maybe just something to listen to to kind of get a preview and know more about what the fuck's going to be going on in the NFL this year. And next week, we're going to be talking about UFC 239, probably one of the biggest cards ever. I mean, you got John Jones, Ben Askren. I mean, you got yeah. tons of people. And Travis and I are bringing that down fight for fight. Um,. Because we love the UFC. <laughs> exactly. We might take a week off of the... Uh, we are taking a week off of the NFL next week. Yes, we are. We're, we're going to dedicate the entire podcast next week to the UFC. But we want to thank Ethan for coming on. It was a fun time. Um, and you guys can check this out. And yeah, enjoy. Love being here. Like, uh, share, subscribe, do all the shit on social media, follow us up. And uh, yeah, it really helps us out. So do that for us. We appreciate you. And we'll see you next week.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 